everybody, this is Watch Me Open, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hi, Mom. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators, and you. You can find our two groups on Facebook if you're not already part of the community, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He is the Watcher. For countless eons, he has observed your world and recorded its significant events. Lately, he has peered into adjacent realities, realms that embrace the alternate paths that your world's history might have taken. It's Norin Rad. Wow. Someone's definitely enjoying What If. I love it, though. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't what? watched it yet. Come on. It's really well written. That was good. That was no, really strong. Forward to it. It was, it was it was echoing the whole like what if thing so i thought that's what we were going for but i love well, it well i was i, I, I was kind of going it. for that i was kind of going for that um it's kind of a you know these intros are always a weak play on words with whoever we've got as the guest yes of course you see the I mean? man himself so kind of yeah it's kind of the, the link uh the, the missing link if you like uh, and i'm not talking about that whole neanderthal thing where they go from monkey to yeah that was a weird week for me <sighs> You know what? I was, I was reading that. I was thinking for countless eons, he has observed your world and recorded its significant events. I mean, you could be. I mean, you pretty much admit No, it, for sitting, sure. Uh, sitting in cars outside, you know, Jusko's house and outside other people's houses and, you know, seeing where they're putting the, the I just need a phone number most of the times so and I can get wherever I need yeah. to go for sure. Yeah. 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 Plus, um, I got those like that big van, the tinted windows. Yeah, and it works mm-hmm, out for my mm-hmm, look. So it's mm-hmm. not that bad. And lately, you have peered into adjacent realities, i.e., Instagram and Instagram TV. Um, so, tons yeah. of variants. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of them. Anyway, hello everybody. Welcome. Thank you for coming back. Uh, this will be part two of the um, uh, "You Ask, We Answer" part three. Part two. Part two. We really should have worked on that title. Yeah, I don't remember the title. Yeah. Yeah. Part two no, is about right. It? Yeah, well, it's part two of the third You Ask, We Answer. Does that make sense? No. The third time we've done No, I've got a clue. <laughs> well, rebrand it next time we do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a guest. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to tackle your surname, sir. Um, but tell us who you are and why you like to watch. <sighs> Uh, hi guys, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Bill Vizzozzi, or Watch Me Open, as I'm known on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I just want to say, you know, as a listener of the podcast, when you call Norin your co-pilot, uh, it's just layers upon layers of nostalgia for me. When I was six years old, w- my family fell in hard times. We had to move in with my grandparents, and every morning my grandfather would drive me to school in his uh, black Mazda pickup truck. And after he turned on the, the truck, he would turn to me and say, you ready, co-pilot? So oh. every t- every time I listen to your podcast, it's like, you know, I get my Marvel nostalgia, and then you <laughs> tug on my heartstrings with that little, <laughs> you know. Oh. And then when I, now seeing the way Norrin looks at you when you say it, it's it's even more real. I always say, find someone who looks at you the way no one looks at me when I'm doing the intro and you're set for life. 
Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it, I wish it was less drool because there's a lot to pick up, but I think it's nice. I think it's a nice look. <laughs> That'd be why you've got that pop screen on your microphone. Oh, there you go. Yes, to catch all the all the drool that comes off of me. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, Billy, say your surname again. It's Vizozzi. Vizozzi. That's brilliant. I love it. Uh, That's the American way to say it. The Italian way to say it would be Vezzosi, like two Z's is T Z, like pizza. It's a harder, harder sound. Okay, I'm with you. Cool. That's a great I name. Love it. Damn, I love it. My last cool. name's a weird one to pronounce myself. So like, it's it's. I always that's always a ridiculous name. Barrio Nuevo. It's the one I always I have. So. I know it's a great name. I'm a telemarketer's nightmare. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Wonderful. Um, so do you? Um, so watch me open. So tell me. Because you've kind of suddenly, I, I can't remember when you joined the group, because you were in the group under your kind of account name, and then you kind of joined as, as Watch Me Open. And and all of a sudden, there's there's this this guy who no one has seen before, opening loads of boxes, like literally opening boxes. And that's it. So it's kind of, it it is what it says on the tin. Watch him open, you know, watch him open stuff. Um when did you start doing it? Did Have you just started doing it or were you doing it before and then you came into the group? Uh, tell us about how you do it. So I, I collected as a child, you know, when when the 90 sets were, you know, as they were released. Uh, then uh, in 1995, 1996, you know, somewhere late 95, early 96, I got real sick. I got, you know, I was 9, 10 years old. I got cancer as a kid. And so everything kind of, you know, gets put on hold. Still love Marvel, but, you know, obviously priorities, right? And uh, still followed Marvel, the comics. And somehow in April, the, the group got suggested to me by Facebook. And and I said, wait, they're still making these? <laughs> totally di- disconnected. And uh, and so I joined the group. I, I, I got a little caught up and I bought a box and I saw other people were opening them. And then after, you know, four or five videos I did, uh, I, I thought, why not? make a, a more appropriate forum for people to to view this and and i gotta tell you um as as someone you know who's very familiar with the internet you know i knew unboxings were a thing i, I i'm and, and i could have imagined by extension that live breaks of trading card boxes were a thing also never had any interest in watching it didn't see the appeal almost looked down on people that 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 did it that enjoyed it like wh- where's the fun in just watching someone and it it wasn't until i realized that well it's not watching someone open something it's Watching some someone open something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and so when I when I found something that I was passionate about, now I watch other people's videos and like Matt Matt from the group did a a 2020 break on Friday night and like yeah. I was I was on the edge of my seat I wanted more <laughs> and, and 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 you know jokingly like I'd become everything I'd I'd hate you know but but no like I get it now. I get it now. And so once I got it, I, I, I felt, you know, more of a responsibility to share it instead of just hoarding it in secret and maybe showing you pictures of the hits later. Yeah. But you're I sharing that. that experience. It's it's the best part for me. Yeah. It, it, honestly, the, the, the banter between people in the group and on YouTube, uh, you know, and, and, you know, regulars now as I have them, 
it's it's just as good, if not better, than than some of the hits. I love it. Cool. That's I'll, fantastic. I'll I found that joy in your videos as well, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I was watching you open uh, the 96, I was oh. like, man, it just it ends up being because I was one of those people, too, in a strange way. I was kind of like, man, you know, you have to put on the show. You have to open up packs. And it's really hard to open up on camera. Right. Because you're looking at a monitor, but you're also trying to be careful with your cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so much of hobbies that are collector focus and about obtaining things can very much become a bragging station, right? It's just flexing all the time, right? It feels kind of disconnected, right? It feels like, oh, here's this cool thing I have. End of discussion, right? But like, especially with your breaks, I love how you giving back to people. I love how you're pulling things for people. I love the sense of conversation that comes from it. And that's what I've been really enjoying about your breaks and other people's breaks and other people's like content. There have been so many more people coming up with Marvel card content now. I mean, Ian and I have been doing this uh, alone for a little while now being, I think we're, we were the first Marvel card podcast, specifically Marvel card podcast. And now everyone's like bringing their stuff in and it's just actually having like stuff to flip the channel for now. You know what I mean? When before you didn't really have that. I just think it's a fantastic thing you're doing, man. So I really just need to say real quick, I don't want it to get lost in the agenda, but I am actually honored to be invited here. You know, as a listener, as someone who sees the names that have have appeared on here, just, I I mean, you guys could be modest all you want, but, you know, I I said it to Norrin in, in, in a DM, but you guys are a staple of this hobby. And... And really, just just to have my name in a list of 108 episodes with some of these other names of artists and and collectors, it's it's really humbling. So thank you for having me. Bless you for saying so. I just realized that was really cruel of me to put pups on camera. But I put pups on camera. This is pups. He's my daughter's little thing that he, she he, she likes to him to be up here with me when I'm working. Because this is where I work as well when I work from home. So, Pops, I'd like to say thank you, Billy. You're wow. welcome, Pops. Gonna kiss if if there was a video content to this, this would be coming off very creepy. It, <laughs> well, uh, uh, Norrin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some, wh- of the stuff, wh- some of the stuff people don't see. Wait till, that's very true wait till the podcast <laughs> listeners find out that pups is the nickname for ian's phallus yay and then they'll really know and then there they'll really go. know there we go there we go i just popped it on the keyboard anyway um let's move on so <laughs> so billy you've been well i'm fascinated what do you what do you do in, in what's your kind of real world gig you know tell us tell us about where, where you're from where, where are you in america so i'm in new jersey uh I'm not related to anyone in the mob, and I don't know Snooky. So let's just get that out of the way right then and there. That's what someone would say if they were from New Jersey. I'm just yeah, saying thing, that's a perfect w- Weirdly, weirdly, my references for New Jersey are all Kevin Smith related. So I'd probably go snooch or something like that. But yeah. yeah. That's just because of the kind of guy I am. So. <laughs> a lot, lot of greats came from jersey and by extension i've heard a lot of great stories i i, I worked with a guy an, an older guy obviously who uh who said when when he was in high school tom cruise was over his house and and screwing with his sister and he had to put tom cruise in a headlock <laughs> <laughs> wonderful 
That's funny. Wow. Uh, well, there's yeah. a lot of great artists up near you, like a lot of Marvel masterpiece artists near Jersey. Like, Loads. Well, like you, you're, you're, yeah, that you're, you're near the Mecca. Thing. Yeah. A bunch uh, of good people. I've been yeah. tempted to hit white pages on some of them. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly the kind. <laughs> Other than restraining orders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, no, um, it's, it has occurred to me to get, to come over to the States and get all creepy on people's asses. But I think I'd rather do it audio from from a distance because some of them have weapons in their homes because it's legal for you guys to have have those. It's um, it, is, it is America. You have, <laughs> you, 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 have the, you have the right to bear arms, um, which is which is brilliant. Go for it. Go for it, yeah, and horrifying at the same time. Um, so, um, what did you say you did? Uh, like football coaching, is that right? No, oh, referee, like a like an official oh, referee. Oh, okay. nice, cool. No, I'm I'm a I'm a big NFL fan, so um, I, uh, I yeah, the complexity of the rules. Do you do it at like college level, or what do you do? Do you do school? So I, I I do it at high school level. Oh, okay, um, That's awesome. College is something that that I've thought about moving on to, but it's it's a bit more traveling and and time yeah. commitment and and obviously you know and you know the NFL would be great, but I it's just like I said it's a big commitment for for, for now like I've been doing it 17 years it's the longest I've been doing anything consecutively other than breathing breathing eating or sleeping so I'm pretty proud <laughs> of it. Did you say breathing or breeding? <laughs> breathing. So, so I think you've been breathing for 17 years. That'd I think be, I said that, breathing by mistake. That might have no, been. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. You're, you're allowing. You're allowed to. I mean, some people seriously you just want to. You look at the size of their family and you just want to sit down and talk to them about family planning. But, um, um, but yeah, breathing for 17 years. Wow, 17 years. You look very young. So um, it must be good to you. It must keep you fresh. And... I, I I am 35 years old. Well, I'll be I'll be 35 in a month. Okay, no need to do that. Okay, you don't have to like put it out there that I'm older. Wow, that was rude. That was a trap. That was entrapment, sir. (laughs) So you've been refereeing for that long. That's awesome. That's That's kind of been your main gig. Um, Well, it's that's just a hobby that during during uh, you know that's only four months out of the year, and I just mentioned it as to explain why I cut my hair. Uh, my That's main right. job, I, w- I work for a natural gas company. I work in the field. It's oh, okay. a l- little scientific. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I love it. Well, That's, That's awesome. Fine. I, I've, I've got, you ever want any tips? I'm pretty good at producing it. So, you know, I can, I can always help out. Wow. <sighs> Man, on fire today. I am on fire today. It's <laughs> don't come near with a match. That's what I've got to say. Um, so, um, I, you're, I want to talk about your 96 break because I remember you, 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 you popped me a message and you were like, I've, I'm sweating. I've just bought um, a, uh, how many packs was it? I think it was eight packs of Masterpieces 96. The first uh, go around, I bought four packs. Oh, was it four packs? I know, I know there was one listing where you, you sent me the, the message and you were like, I can't believe I just spent this much money. I was like, I can't believe you earned that much money. But anyway, um, and then I saw the... Um, I saw it come through on the um, uh, message, and I was like, "Holy sh! He's about to open like four packs of Masterpieces '96." I remember when you got them, 
And then I was watching the video and it was just like you, your excitement was palpable. I mean, you, you were, you were squealing, you were sweating, you had on the, uh, the kind of funky specimen gloves that they wear when they're doing lab samples in, in movies where there's pandemics, um, or real life. Um, so yeah. So tell us about that. What, what made you kind of go, go there with that set? So, like I said previously, because of my timeline with collecting, I, I didn't never really had the opportunity to collect them when they were released. Uh, and as with most things, it doesn't take much to to inspire me to to go all in. I'm, I'm, you know, if you give me like a teaspoon of sugar, you know, ten minutes later you'll find me on the floor with you know chocolate all, all over my face. <laughs> um, so. That being said, someone had a uh, a claim sale, and throughout the claim sale, they were giving things away. One of those, you know, first person to say free gets this item. Yeah, uh, I happened to get uh, a, a 1996 masterpieces base card for free from this person. I had already purchased something. Um, it was the the Chimera, Chimera, however it said, you know, Namorita. Yes. I, I don't know why we stopped calling her Namorita. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why we stopped that. Probably <laughs> yeah, because Namorita yeah. is a really, really silly name. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All it is 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 derivative of his name, which is kind of subjective in a way. Uh, no, right. Sub- subjective, the, subjective, the right word? Anyway. That never flies in Marvel, right? No, well, no, I suppose so, yeah. Jennifer Walters, cough, cough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Spider-Woman. No, She-Hulk. That's Jessica Drew. No, no, I was thinking... Uh, no, I, oh. I knew... I, I was I was moving on to another character in my head. Okay. But yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, so I'm more than happy to be Mr. Black Cat. Anyway, carry on. On the heels of that, I said, well, now I have one. Let's go get the other 99 plus oh, 6 plus 6. Shit. So the I've other 111. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all it took. Um... And then the, the the items from that claim sale come, and I don't see that ninety six card even in there. This is after I had already you know purchased packs and committed, and uh, oh. I ended up finding it. It, it. it was it was in a a, a page, uh, you know, pushed in with another card. Oh, gotcha. But it was bricked. Oh. So I built this whole. 96 empire on the basis of receiving a free bricked card that i wouldn't even put in my binder wow (laughs) that's crazy that's crazy so how many have you opened now 15 packs 15 packs how many were originally in a box so there were 18 in a box i bought i bought the original four from from the same seller in a lot Mm -hmm. and then i bought a fifth separate and then I bought the box, the sealed box of oh, 18. I have done a sealed box. Wow, okay. And I bought the sealed box of 18 from an eBay seller with no ratings. Wow. He's living wow. on the edge. Wow. You're a beast. Wow. And yeah, it, turned, what it turned up. It, clearly it turned up then, yeah? It turned up. The, the cards were in good shape. Remains to be seen based on how the packs have opened it, it, you know, people have kind of put the worm in my ear that there's a chance they might have rigged it, that they might have at least taken out certain packs and loaded it with oh, other certain packs and, and just and just yeah. re- reheat shrinked it. 
I mean, that's scary. That's that's tricky because the problem there is that you'd have to really know what pack within the order had that double impact, right? That's a pretty tr- tricky thing to kind of like do. Or you can do that with Marvel masterpieces in terms of like picking sketches out. And, you know, people should be careful of like buying loose packs because, yeah, you do get the issue of having like, you know, rigged boxes and packs and weighted packs that people do in Pokemon and so forth. But I mean, that's. Did the shrink wrap have any kind of like upper deck stamps on them or anything like that, or is it just regular shrink wrap? It it did have upper deck stamps on it, or, or uh, Flair Skybacks yeah, International. Skybox, yeah, um, yeah, that'd be that's a tough one, man. I, I imagine if they were going to do it, they would have had to find one seam, pop yeah. it off, and and then just heat it back up closed. So it's not impossible, and uh, and the packs obviously do weigh differently. Yeah, you gotta and, wonder if anyone would go through the through the bother of it though really i mean you have to open up a lot of product to know the weights exactly significantly like you'd have to like those boxes were always hard to find so you'd have to like open up a few boxes and then purposely weigh out packs keep a box yeah i i guess so i mean they're going for a lot of money now when things start going for a lot of money people do get creative that money that much money to spend to do that research yeah then why are you gonna do the con do you see what i mean yeah that's why i do I mean, you're probably you're probably all right with that. I mean, that, you, you've you've not opened all those. Then you're working through. Still have two packs. There, there's eight packs left. Eight packs left. So, how many double eight packs are you supposed to get a box? Did someone let you know? So it's supposed to be one in four packs. That's what NS list says. Um, so, so by that, close. you know, you should be at at minimum four in a box. So it's possible that there's four in these remaining eight. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so you haven't hit it yet. No, no I haven't hit one double impact. Oh, man. And, and out of the 15 packs, there have been 11 gold galleries, which is a one in three insert. Wow. 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 Okay. That's interesting. All right. That's How's your bad. base set coming? Base set, I'm 61 out of 100. Oh, that's pretty good. Because didn't you get a load of extras with the guy who sold you the four packs originally? Didn't he send he, yeah, loose he, cards? Yeah, he, he sent me 15 loose cards, and they were in good shape. And mm. so 12, th- there were three doubles in that 15. So I started with 12 before even opening a pack. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. I'm just going to check my list and see how many I've got to go. I think I need How's the condition maybe. looking, by the way, when you're opening them up? I thought they looked pretty good. Oh, they're great. They've been going into the penny sleeves very well. Um, nice corners. Surfaces are not scratched. It looks good. Nice corners. No bricking. And, wow, you know, the, the only question mark so far has been the absence of the double impact. And I, I know it's probably just paranoia and, and given the, the stakes and the money spent. Mm. But I just have to be patient and not and hope that, you know. It's just making for better content. It's all going to be a dramatic finish. I mean, I don't think there's any. Not really. Unless I'm missing one. I don't know if I know of any videos that are cracking that have cracks like a 96 box on YouTube. There might be like one or two maybe, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that I've seen. You know what I mean? I think you're the first person I've seen really go out of box. I've seen pack openings, but I haven't seen anybody like go out of box. So it's all it's actually very interesting to see this happen. Yeah, so I'm I'm holding out hope, but also at the same time, you know, people 
do crazy things to pull one over on people. You know, we have to, something, something we have to be conscious of. Right. And, and there, there's, I'm, I'm well aware there's just as many honest, good collectors, if not more willing to do the right thing. And, and, and I, I, I want new collectors to know that, but also they need to be aware. They need to educate 100%. themselves and protect Absolutely. themselves because yeah. there's people out there buying uncut sheets and hacking them up and oh. calling it an error card. NF, NFC, uh, and not factory cut. We had an incident of that in the group about yep. three, four Someone months ago. Someone pissed me off. Where apparently, and it takes a lot to rile this young man. Um, the, uh, someone who was swore blind that it was common practice in the was it was he saying Pokemon Magic the Gathering just full of crap. Basically, and like, NFC basically, was like a thing. And I think no, it's, someone, it's yeah. He made it seem like I was the one who's crazy and just you know I was new to yeah. it or whatever. I was like this guy. So basically, what happened was this this guy put in a listing of an error card, and it looked like an error card. It looked like it was cut strangely, and it looked odd. And in the description, he puts it as an at uh, NFC. NFC. I, for, I forgot. I have like copies of the listing and stuff like that and his yeah. wording. And I won the dispute with eBay because I was like, his wording is purposely oh, misleading. Oh, I forgot that you had this issue. You're right. So you yeah. bought it off eBay. But I then did. he came into the group and he was trying to, right, I'm with you. I'm he with was you. trying to sell on all the stuff. And I was like, dude, you are obviously cutting these from a sheet. And this is a custom card, not an error card. And he had purposely put in the listing error cards. He got all sensitive and all upset. But, you know, he, he just, you know, anyway. But that kind of thing happened. But, yeah, I think, look, the things to watch out for also is that people are cutting cards to get better grades with, like, cleaner cuts and cleaner edges and cleaner corners. So, you know, PSA, BGS, SGA, all these kind of places will look at these cards and kind of say, okay, yeah. you know, this has been cut down because this doesn't fit the official size of a, of, a, of a card. So that's happening. And, you know, it happens with a lot of other cards too. But, yeah, being aware, having, you know, some knowledge of this stuff, doing a little bit of research before you dive in, especially at, a, like, a pricey kind of product is always the way to go. I'm so glad that box didn't brick on you, man. I've always been like super worried about those cards because I've heard horror stories. So that's just awesome to see the cards coming out so clean. Thank you. And th and that's another reason for the videos is for, for you know, to educate people. You know, yeah. like maybe there's someone out there who wants to get into masterpieces and wants to know what they're in for and yeah. wants to see what the cards look like in hand, wants to know, you know, how to handle them. You know, I, I, I maybe go a little slower. Someone commented that, you know, 40 minutes for for opening two packs is ridiculous. And maybe it is, but, you know, it's not your money. Yeah. And fast forward, bro. Videos. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, then fast <laughs> yeah. forward through the thing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, look, as much as this is like entertainment for people and you're doing this out of look you're not getting paid to do a video of cracking a box that you paid for <laughs> you know what i mean you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart and trying to have a little fun like a breaking party look if we all lived close to each other and marvel cars was huge i'm sure most of the stuff will be done with like neighborhood block parties and stuff like we did when we were kids right where we just had like friends over and trading and all that stuff but doesn't exist anymore like that so the way to have those never existed I know, at all in the <laughs> i know, see like for people across the pond yeah it just doesn't happen so having all of this is kind of like having everyone in your living room crowded over a box you know what i mean it's, it's very cool man i love it dude take all the time in the world thank you yeah. enjoy it Enjoy every moment of it. Um, what else are you going to open? What else have you opened recently? Yeah, what's the plans, man? Yeah, what are you excited about? What's coming up? 
so it all started with 2020 masterpieces uh you know my my return to collecting and i've since opened a second box of that yesterday i opened two boxes of 2018 masterpieces that was my first opening of those uh, oh, they were the ones that were in the closet that were calling to you, going, yeah, help me, help me, help me, I Come love on. it. Um, I had uh, acquired tiers one through three and most of the hollows and the canvas through EPAC, uh, through some trades. Oh. And so opening those boxes was really just for A, content, you know, for my channel and to maybe get one of the tier fours I was missing. Um, I know the odds aren't good, but I got one. Spoiler alert. Perfect, I got the, man. I got that's the tier awesome. four Loki. Oh, no. Nice. What? Really? Oh, that's awesome. Man, that's one of the best Lokis, too. MM18. God, yeah. gorgeous and, card. And I got a tier four purple Wolverine in the same box Ooh. as the Loki. I saw that. Nice. That's the one I saw. Okay, I was wondering because nice. I, I got to catch a glimpse of it, man. Beautiful, beautiful. And even more, you know, weird coincidence. So, Modern masterpieces, I've only opened four boxes, right? Two of 20 and two of 18. The sketches in two of those four boxes have both have been uh, Chris Foreman sketches. This is the one from yesterday. <laughs> oh, look no at that Cyclops. Way. That's good. That's a great Cyclops. Well, I'll fix these on the tasting notes, folks. That's hilarious. And then here's the one from 2020. I've oh, seen that one. Nice I saw Wolverine. you pull that one. I love that one. So, brown suit Wolverine, man. Cool. So I, I had to reach out to, to Chris yesterday and say, I, I think the universe wants me to have your art. <laughs> we need to be connected. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, let, let's do an AP and just give it what it wants. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. They reply and say, who are you? What are you doing? Leave me alone. Or did he like, yes, give me money now. Draw <laughs> good art for I don't know why I've given him that accent. I will draw art for you if you give me money. Um now, I, I need to finish 2020, actually. I was just talking to Noren about it before yeah, we, he was um, just messing. we jumped on. Because um, I kind of went into it and then kind of had other things going on. So I need to return to it and just finish it off. Because um, I'm determined to do it physical. Um, mm. It's bizarre. With 2018, it was very much a set that I um, wanted to collect physically. So I bought, I can't remember, maybe three boxes, four boxes. And then everything else was like purchases and trade. So I'd pretty much done it before E-Packs. Right. Wow. So all I did on EPACs were the achievements, which I just like, you know, got from other people, and uh, tier four purple. I did on EPAC, but oh, the gold gallery, option. gold gallery, I did physical, which you know was when yeah you know, it was before the prices dropped after EPAC release. Um, I even did, I even did uh, tier four gold sig. But I've subsequently sold those. Oh, we're boring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the purple really pops in 18. The purple is amazing in 18. Purple is oh, nice in 18. Yeah. Really I, clean. I, I, I am you know a set collector by nature, and one of my things that I just don't see, you know, for me personally, I don't see collecting more than one version of the same card with the same art on it. So I don't do parallels. Mm. And and if I could go back and redo 18, I would do purple for it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is works a, really well with the art. It's it is. Really it nice. is an amazing set. It really is. I mean, I um, I've recently um, pulled pulled the flush button on parallels myself. As 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 you know, the exceptions, the two notable exceptions being masterpieces sixteen, eighteen, and twenty, because I binded them up with the base 
the gold sig and the uh, I'll show you because um, the binders I need to I need to rebinder these I have to store them flat um, because they're obviously such big sets but I, I page them up like this oh wow do you see what I mean and you did the same thing really with O seven right uh, um Yes, I did. Yes, and that's where that started. So when 16 came out, um, but that's kind of it. Apart from anime, um, and obviously character rainbows where black cats involved, um, I'm yeah, I'm dumping all my um, dumping. You know, I'm <laughs> passing them on to collectors who need them. Um, parallel sets because it's like you know, I just want to own the art. So you know i'm about to let go of my bronze and gold holofoils from mm94 for example because you know i've got the art on the silver and i don't have all the bronze and i'm never going to pay how much they are to yeah. complete that set so That's i might lot. as well i might right. as well sell the five i've got uh, and complete someone else's set you know makes them happy makes me happy makes my bank account happy <laughs> um <laughs> But you know, I've already I've already bailed on ninety five emotions, which I I was just over halfway through. That sold last month. Gold Sig Masterpieces ninety four. I sold that, and so you know. But I've I've still got the basic. I'm very very pleased with that. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm the same. But um, with masterpieces, I just go purple for the tier four because it's. Yeah, I've heard it called poor man's purple because it's the most affordable way to get tier four. So right, you know, kind of. That's a shame. Works. That's a um, shame. Um, except for um, 2016 purples tier four, which are just crazy. Now, do you guys have any idea why the orange isn't as valued as high as the base, and they're both numbered the same on tier four? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't dig the orange. That's just me. So the reason why a lot of collectors do that with the orange and the base is because most people. It, it it's come it it, it 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 there's no difference right they're both 99 one's orange one's silver right no difference but the problem is that a lot of marvel collectors are set collectors and a lot of marvel collectors tend to look at a base set as the set rather than a parallel set does that make sense like if there was like a hierarchy you know obviously this is all just can you know madness yeah yeah conjecture madness type of stuff but you know base set orange purple blah 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 and then you just go down the ladder type of thing so i think a lot of people see like oh if i'm gonna have the set i'm gonna have the base set and people tend to pay more money for a base 99 tier 4 than an orange 99 tier 4 yeah because they want it all to match you know what i mean so if like if you did a full orange set which makes a lot more sense because a full orange set, every card's out of 99. So that's technically the more rare set to have as like a completionist thing, right? Unless you're doing um, gold SIG where the tier four gold SIGs are out of 50. Not hard numbered, unfortunately. So but, what? You know. Oh, they are out of 50? <laughs> Approximately. So the um, learned clown math goes in the groups. But yeah, someone's learned clown math. Yeah. Yeah. So and, if you oh, look at the sorry. odds on Beckett and stuff like that, if you look at the checklist on GTS and stuff and the allocation, the gold sigs are actually just as rare. The tier four gold sigs are just as rare clown mathery as the auto, as the what if 50s. Really? And they look amazing. 
I mean, they really do, especially, well, I have to say, I'm not, uh, no disrespect to Dave Palumbo, but his signature doesn't quite work for me on the gold six for, for, um, uh, 20, uh, 20, but, uh, Bianchi's, Bianchi's signature and just goes is, is in and of itself is a work of art as far as I'm concerned, especially Bianchi's. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful signature. So that on the 2018 gold sig, especially. Yeah. Oh, Silver Spectrum. Nice. That's the one he pulled, by the way. When he did a, his own box break, Bianchi, he pulled the Sandman. Uh, it was a sand. It was a rare Sandman card. Remember, Has he Ian? Done a box. I, I only saw him do a pack. Yeah. Oh, it was a pack. It was he a did pack, a pack. Yeah, yeah. Upper Deck sent him but a single he got, pack. Yeah, he got, he got some. He got a plate. That's he what got it was. Plate. He got that's a plate. It. But yeah. he pulled the character, and he was like, "That's one of my favorite pieces." Like the original piece is yeah. actually a massive painting. Um, it's one of the bigger paintings from the full original art thing. And I mean, that Sandman is just killer. Sorry, I got a little excited, but it's, it's no. a great, it's a great card. I agree. Beautiful piece. <laughs> That's such a good one to pull, man. That's so cool. So I know you're both into character rainbows and I'm actually taking my first steps in it when I decided to, to, uh, to start the high evolutionary rainbow from 2020. I don't know why it took me so long. I only have the character's image plastered on all of my accounts. Um, I thought so. <laughs> you would have thought it would have occurred to me sooner. You know, if I was going to do a character rainbow, that would be the one. <laughs> wow. I I genuinely don't know who that character is. He's I've here. never not heard of him until uh, Masterpieces 2020 came out. I know what it looks like, but, but who is he? Where's he come oh. from? What, what corner of the Marvel Universe? So he's an Avengers villain, a Fantastic Four villain. Uh, they they wrote him off that he like um, he he created the the midwife who raised Wanda and Pietro. He like evolves uh, animals into intelligent beings. Oh wow! Okay. Um, there was a, a big storyline. I think it was the late eighties. Uh, a, a big crossover event called the uh the evolutionary war oh yes yes and, and yes. it was over nine or ten annuals and uh that's that's where i first really you know i i knew of him before that but that's where i really took a deep dive into him mm -hmm. and and when i think about a, a villain because I, I i do collect mostly villains and i'm fascinated by villains is, is i think not about you know their, you know, I think about their resume and not so much in terms of popularity or number yeah. of appearances, yeah. but when they are around, do they really screw things up? Are they the fly <laughs> in the ointment? <laughs> Love that. You know, th th there's some that are that are that are both all three, but yeah. there's some, you know, like like Purple Man, Gravitron, you know, High Evolutionary. When they're when they're around, like yeah, they can only put them in so much because it's so you know they're so I hard know. to deal with. I yeah, I love man. that. Seriously, someone was having a slow slow day on the creative front when they came up with that name. Well, Purple I have man. to be honest. Like Purple Man was done, I think one is one of the best villains in really? um, MCU stuff. And Jessica Jones, he was killer. Absolutely, David Tennant, fabulous. Da David Tennant played uh, Purple Man, and um, oh, the, has, I, but his character name wasn't Purple Man though. Well, it's it his, was. They used his real name, uh, Kilgrave. Yes, so I know I only know that character as Kilgrave. Right, okay, I'm with you now. So that's his so, name. I'd rather be called Kilgrave. It sounds cooler. I mean, I think that's why they did it for the show. Yeah. But what I liked what the show did with Purple Man was that um, 
all of her flashbacks to him and the trauma that she has with him because he took away her free will. Yep. You have this beautiful purple light that cinematically lit up the scene. Oh and it was such a great, I never seen anybody reference like a villain that way cinematically. You know what I mean? Like that's the first time I've seen him really kind of go into that. And I was like, wow, what a cool like thing to do with the lighting and to get it. So, so interesting, but yeah, purple. I see what you're saying though. Like some villains definitely, yes, they cause, they cause a ruckus, but some villains do things that traumatize the whole nature of the hero. And the effect is so great. You know what I mean? That you're echoing constantly back to this character and what happened between them. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. Never even thought about that. It's very cool. So there was an episode of a of an Avengers cartoon, you know, maybe ten, one of the newer ones, like ten years ago or something, and uh, and Purple Man took over the the whole world. Like it, that's where the episode starts. Is is he, he's he's mind controlled the Avengers, and the only way they beat him in the end uh, is the vision has to stop him because vision, you know, is, is can't yeah. be you know, not susceptible to mind control, mm. but you know, the, the, if vision wasn't there, then it'd be over in, in that timeline. It's forever run by purple man. I mean, Hulk, wow. Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. So like that, Done. you know, impressive. Yeah. That's I love cool. that. I love I like, that so uh, much. Very cool. I remember because house of M had a similar vibe going on, wasn't it? When they were trapped in that alternative wonder mm. uh, oh, maximum yeah. reality oh, and such great cover that. art for that for that run oh i love house of m um and then of course at the end she did the whole no more mutants thing which was, which was so good love that's crazy love that um billy we we had some questions left over from last week do you want do you want to do you want to dive into them with us well let's do it let's let's go there because uh, this is this is this is gonna be a ton of fun. Right, this is the point where I forget which ones we answered. So you'll have to bear with me while I actually find them. Right. Uh, this is a pretty good one. This is a pretty good one. Okay, so this is from Jordan Gautier. How is it decided what characters will go into a set? And what are and this actually touches nicely on what we were just talking about. And what are some of the weirdest, least popular, and or most surprising Marvel characters to be on a trading card? So, how is it decided? I guess is the first thing. Um, I can only speak to what the insight we had from um, uh, Masterpiece uh, Dave Palumbo. Yeah. Where he kind of said, he they kind of said, right, these have got to be in it. But apart from that, who do you want? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then your boy High Evolutionary came into the mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Along with uh, Pip Actress, the Troll. A lot of cool Pip the Troll. <laughs> yeah. So you get, you get a X lot of really Halo. cool yeah. references um, that artists tend to put in. Jusko was like that as well. Jusko had a hard list of characters he wanted in there. Um, that's actually why, like, some of the characters that had been banned for a while were able to enter because they got them in because Jusko wanted like Surfer and a few other ones. And like he had drawn them um, like in 2013 or something like that, maybe a little bit earlier. Just before the cutoff. Yeah, yeah. Just before the cutoff. What the real, the hard cutoff. You know what yeah. I mean? It had slowly started right well, around It had already been approved, I think, is what Jason actually said. It had been approved and then the, the character ban came in. But because it had been signed off, it kind of stood. Yeah. Definitely. And, and so there has been. So I guess there's multiple answers to that. Sometimes it's the artists 
who want particular characters in there. Sometimes it's upper deck that have that they know they're not going to get problems having those characters approved because they're pre-approved by Marvel. So they're aware that, you know, these characters are being used in cards and there's already like a set um, example of it happening before. So it's not a big loss. Um, but there are pieces that don't make it into sets of characters that are banned. Uh, Jusco did a Galactus and some other ones. And I know Palumbo also did a character who didn't make it in. Um Someone Icarus? has the painting. The Icarus from the Eternals. Yes. There you go. It's Icarus. a beautiful painting as well. It is very nice. Yes. I so, think I mean, we there's... know who has the painting. Yes, I, we do. I don't remember who. No, I don't remember. But it's been in group, so it's not, uh, it's not he... secret, secret. But um, right. I posted it. Yeah. I just can't I remember, remember who it is. Anyway. <laughs> You'll remember. Yeah. But I know with <laughs> Flair, uh, the interesting thing with Flair, do you remember when we talked to um, Eric Eric? Eric Geist, and he, oh, he yeah. was saying Geist that he he was one of the first artists that they came to, and they already had the list of characters, mm-hmm. so he could just choose the ones he wanted to to do. So he got like yeah. the cream of the crop, like um, a pre-approved pick. list type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So um. So I, I think that's quite interesting because obviously Flair is is one of those sets that it's it's kind of spin was it was it was choosing some less road well traveled. Um, characters to be in the set because yeah. there were some deep cuts in there as well um, but also some of the art styles as well they were prepared to go a bit kind of um, what's the word uh, varied I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to phrase it um, but beyond that um, I'm, I'm honestly you know I'm guessing it's 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 you know for the for the non-original art sets I, I suspect it's um it's obviously thematic. So if it's an Avengers set or if it's an X-Men set or if it's Spider-Man set, and then they'll go through that. Um, and obviously if it's MCU, well, you know, your die's already cast. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, so yeah, so I guess, I guess it's down to the creative, whoever, whoever the creative source is of the set coming together, be it the artist because they're making the works or be it the person up a deck because they're pulling together the, um, the kind of theme and curating it, I guess is mm-hmm. probably the best way to phrase it um but but i mean uh, the other part of his question i quite like and billy i'd be interested to get your take on this at least popular and or most surprising marvel characters to be on a trading card there's a deep wellspring i think egghead was surprising yeah <laughs> that's a good one i don't know if that yeah. I, I don't want to insult by saying least popular but it was definitely surprising yeah that was a deep cut man that was yeah. crazy well like even how Pit the troll yeah. was kind of relevant because of infinity war yeah that's right yeah i mean they were definitely like uh the collector um you know what i mean some surprising ones that are not like least favorites are like some of uh thanos's henchmen in and the mcu like um but not um, all of them uh ebony not Moore. all of them yeah ebony yeah Moore ebony mole and then proximity midnight was that her name Proxima, Proxima midnight was she in mm20 i, I she think she was in 18 18 that's the one um so like there are some like characters that are kind of not on people's radar that are brought into the i, I think least popular <laughs> It's hard because you never know what people are into collecting. Like some people like to collect yeah. a guy that looks like a Dalmatian named Spot. 
You know, who collects that? <laughs> what weirdos into that guy? Um, but, you know, I think, I think, yeah, Egghead, Pip the Troll, Howard the Duck was really fun to see. Howard that was a trip. Yeah. Hey, that's right. I forgot oh, you had that. Got a spot. That's a Black Diamond sketch. No one will be round in half an hour. Um, that looks good, brother. That looks really good. Thank you. But, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I, a lot of really cool stuff, man. A lot of really, yes, there's a lot of less popular characters, but I, I'd like to, ha- I like having a mix of characters that I'm not expecting. Like Egghead, yeah, I don't collect Egghead. Yeah, he's not like super interesting to me, but what a way, to, what a great way to like variety up what the set has. You know what I mean? What a, what a great way to give some variety to a full set, you know, especially oh, when you see all these pieces together. I think a lot of people sometimes forget that, yes, you see a one card from the set and you're like, oh, that's not great. But that card really is not meant to be seen alone. That card's meant to be seen as an ensemble yeah. to the rest of the cards in the set, in my opinion. You know, like I, I'm not a set collector, but when I've seen binders, I'm immediate jealous because I'm like, damn, that looks so good together, you know? I can't find Proxima Midnight at all. I've just gone through my entire 2018 binder. It might be 16 then, but I know I saw it. Oh, I know. Okay. I feel like I've seen it. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But, uh, the Ebony Mall is for sure in MM20. Ebony Mall. And it's one of my favorite pieces in 2020 as well. I, I absolutely it's one love of the it. best ones in my opinion. Um, I mean, I get. Um, I mean, I won't lie to you. I mean, if we're talking about. Uh, least popular one of my least favorite which i know it wasn't asked but i'm going to say it anyway because it's been on my mind the past week or so is i don't get the fascination with venom i just don't get it i can't do it at all um and you know he was cool in the um in the kind of uh, todd mcfarlane run but i've just kind of gotten less it's kind of like i'm over it now does that make sense and all this spin-off stuff all, where there's loads of characters. <laughs> well, I just Venom's don't get it. A huge, well, Ven- Venom's a huge character right now because of the symbiotes. Like, well, there yeah. is, like, a huge storyline going on with Donny Cates and, yeah, crazy stuff, man. Hello. Venom's always Hello. been a fan favorite, though. Venom's, Venom's like a top been a five fan character. Favorite. But, I th- you know, Venom's uh, – I, I, guess, I guess for me, it's, it's like I – yeah, I just don't dig it. I just don't dig it. I, I see some people go absolutely nuts for it, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not just dis- dissing them at all. You know, if, if you're into it, you're into it. That's fine. Um, but um, I, I, I look at like Venom and Symbiote um, kind of sketches and things, and I'm like, yeah, I can see a lot of work's gone into that, but I'm just not, not my cup of tea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, I um, having said that, you know um, uh, the the, char- the character I really enjoyed seeing come into trading cards recently, it's been Red Goblin from the oh, final yeah. um, Dan Slot Amazing Spider-Man run about three about three years ago now, um, and um, yeah, I think the first set where sketches of him appeared was I think it was MM twenty. It might have been a bit earlier actually. But yeah, might even have been Premier 19, thinking about it. But yeah. I know, I've seen the card. It was a good looking card. I just don't know. Yeah, remember yeah, where yeah. It was. I, I can't remember. I remember. I, I have a feeling that we had, you and me talked about it on, on an episode. I can't we did, who it we was. did. I just can't remember what it was. I can't yeah. remember who it was. There's anyway. a great, I just saw it in your background, watch me open um, the uh, Anti Venom. There's a great Anti Venom card in Flare 2019. Oh, it's great. 
I think it's that's beautiful. his, you know, I, I know we hate using the term, but his is that his rookie card? Is that no, no, the the Fleur Ultra Spider-Man was. Yeah. There you go. I think that might I might yeah, be, that maybe Flash there's Thompson? one earlier. Is that Flash Thompson in that kind of white suit with the black? No, that's Eddie Brock. Oh, Eddie Brock. Sorry, Eddie Brock. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's Eddie, cool. Eddie Brock was sick, and and you know the the latent venom in his blood activated and turned him into anti venom. Right. Wow. Um, That's pretty so, cool. Tangent attached to to that person's question, I'd like to know each of your betting man's picks, not the one you want to see, the one you think we'll see, for making their modern masterpieces return in 2022. One character we haven't seen in the last six years, but you're you'd put money on they're going to be in the next one. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. I got one. I think I know when no one's going to go with it. You, you, you go yours because I'm. I need to think about mine. I think. I think it. Oh man, I hope. I don't think she was in the first. I don't think she was in sixteen, eighteen, or twenty. But correct me if I'm wrong. Miss Marvel. Do you mean Ms. Marvel? Ms. Marvel. Kamala Khan. Is that her name? Yeah, Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Ms. Marvel. Stretchy arms and the big fist. Yeah, because she's like a super powerful um, character, actually. Um, And I think that they're going to. They're very much going to have a lot of stuff coming into like around her. She's going to be a huge character for the MCU. She's going to be like big deal so i'm interested to see her i think she should be, she should be in the next masterpiece i don't think she was in 16 18 or 20 I don't think she's been in either that's a really no. good answer because i'm really struggling to right i was shocked i did not think i would come up with that that well no. i was kind of like i thought i'd be stumped because usually you i am absolutely nailed it no 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 you, you're good, good. Um, i'm gonna think about it you know what i'm gonna have a look at marvel flair for inspiration because that's a good one. as i was talking about I, right and straight away i think i might have found my answer but i'm just gonna have a little flick through um because I, uh, uh, right, well, funnily enough, it, it goes back to the beginning of the episode. The Watcher. Yes, that's true. I'd love to see The Watcher um, on a Masterpieces card. And I don't, I think he was in 07 or 08, one of those. Um, in fact, he Has was in 08, yeah. Um, of course, that wasn't the original art created for that set, but it wasn't pulled from comics either. It was done for like TCGs, the majority of it. So um, it still kind of holds up and was designed to be used in, in, in card form. Um, but having, having said that, you know, I'm all up for some of the 2099 characters or Generation X characters just because it's my thing. Um you know, uh, some some one of those come, coming back into the fray. Um, yeah, this. I mean, I'm I'm just looking through Flair, and I'm like twenty cards in, and already I've seen four potential candidates <laughs> who would be absolutely amazing. Like Devil Dinosaur, Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl, yeah. Devil Dinosaur would be absolutely amazing. Ego is is. Um, I know he's been in uh, twenty twenty. I love every single visual rendition of Ego I've seen so far. I could so Ego's easily see crazy. That Oh, I could so PC that character. Crazy character to bring into it. I love it so oh, much. That's pretty awesome. I know. Ego's amazing. What set just came out that had a really gnarly um, ego in it? Um, Unbound. I was talking about 2020. Unbound, yeah. Unbound, that's right. Ian. I love Fred Ian's um, Marvel um, Unbound ego. Well, when you look at the 2019 Flare uh, ego, it, 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 there's so many colors in it. You know, almost, you almost feel like, where did they get these extra colors to, to, you know, like 
there aren't this many colors in existence, but they found like five or six more and stuff. <laughs> I know. There. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, look at it. It's a Very stunning cool. car. Yes. The, what, what really, really winds me up about the base set, up, as in 1 to 90, on Flair, is that the artist isn't listed on the back. Yeah, that was weird. I think that's a deeply, deeply... And, and they, they appear, once you get into Flairium, I, I actually think it's a little bit insulting to the artist, so I'm, I'm going to say it. But I think it's really out of order that they're not credited on the back of the card. Um, so, yeah, so, I think yeah. I think that should be standard practice. If it's original Absolutely. art and you're putting it on Especially a card, you should have the artist's name yeah. on the card. Um, Boom. Just like done. So, yeah. No, that's a really good question. Thank you for that. I mean, that I, was great. Well, do you have one as well? Do you have someone would, you're thinking of? I would say Shang-Chi. Oh, I, see. I, I think answer. we could all be right. Best answer, Sing Sang Chi, one hundred percent. Yeah, that character is going to be great, man. I yeah, can't wait. Absolutely, that's going to be awesome. That's awesome. I'm going wow. down a rabbit hole of looking at uh, 2018 Flair now, and it is uh, it's, uh, 2019 Flair, and it is stunning. But I need to put that binder away because that's not the episode we're having. <laughs> um, this is not the experience you're having. You know what? I'm going to go for another question because let's do um, it. Because quite frankly, um, right? So PJ Ryan asked, "Who's the special guest?" <laughs> Here's my boy. Let's watch me open, baby. There we go. Uh, watch me open. Question answered. Question answered. There we go. So I told you we'd answer your question, and we have. Um, we've answered that. I'm, I'm having to read through them now to remind myself which one we have answered. So you guys both know, you, you've actually mentioned it on the podcast. PJ and I have become close friends. We met through the group, and we live 45 minutes away, and we've hung oh, out really? times. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No way. He's a really nice that's guy. awesome. He's a lovely guy. I hooked him up Aww. with um, some spare 2007 masterpieces I had, because I'm, I'm digging the fact that he got into that set, because it's, it's, it's picking up some appreciation years later, which is good. Finally, by the way. Finally. Which is finally. Um, and... Um, um okay you know what i can't find a question we haven't answered on that one so i'm going to go to the other post because i did it twice um how should upper deck stop the distributors from pricing out normal joes from the hobby example x-men metal Um, lighting their houses on fire i mean that's an option right uh, i guess so yeah i mean listen i i don't i don't fully pretend to understand the upper deck distribution system i believe my understanding is it's weighted to protect their relationships on the sports side of the business so which is why it's all about that like certified distributor and diamond distributor and all that sort of stuff Um, and i think that marvel just has to suck it up and fit into that distribution system which is my understanding of it i might be wrong I'm hoping Upper Deck one day talks to us about their distribution um, because I, I, I find it confusing and um, a lot of people just find it um, really upsetting that the distributors that are allowed to get it are allowed to bump the prices in the way they do. Like, I don't know how it's legal. It just reflects so badly on Upper Deck. It looks, it looks terrible. It yeah. looks terrible. How's a company going to have a product for a week, say it's sold out, and then when it comes back, it's $50 more a box? Like, and then do that can, like Rinse seven or repeat. eight times. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, you know, and a lot of people always say, well, you know, do you get it to stop by not buying it? 
And, you know, yeah, sure. That's a really lovely utopian uh, uh, suggestion there. But it's not something that's very realistic for people who want to box, you know, because then they have to compromise their line. Like, well, it's $50 more. But if, you know, next week it's going to be double that. So I should just get it now. You know what I mean? And boxes are very hard to find. I mean, they're not easy. It's either eBay hunting or eBay hunting. Like it's not like you can go to a local comic book store or card shop even. I mean, a good a good thing to try is like a place that's like uh, has an Upper Deck dealer sticker where they can buy Upper Deck products and ask them to order it for you, but even then, they look at you with a face like you're an alien when you're asking about Marvel cards. Like hopefully <laughs> watch me open keeps naughty. It sounds like, "Oh my god." Cuz I'm sure I've, you've had- I've made those phone calls. Do you yeah. sell Marvel cards and and you could hear the disgust in their voices like, <laughs> "Why would I why would I ever consider disgust. doing something like that?" Wow. I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just thought maybe, you know, you like money." Yeah, that's all I did. You know, just wondering, mm-hmm. just wondering if this was your thing. Jeez, man. It's true, though. It's happened to me a lot. Yeah. I've just thought of another place where you can get cards, uh, boxes. Billy's Closet. Billy's Closet <laughs> on the corner of. Oh, is New that Jersey. the closet? Is that the closet? Oh, hang on famous closet. I have, I have a feeling. Famous we're closet. Get, we're about uh, to get. Oh, look at those guys. What's, what's this? What's this? What's this? Oh, Universe, Universe 2011 and 2014. Beautiful. Wow. Gorgeous pieces. Beautiful. And I am. I have decided to part with. Have I decided to part with those sets? No, I haven't actually, because I'm keeping Marvel Universe. Um, so that includes the written. Beautiful foiling on there, man. Yeah. They're nice. They're pretty. One of them. That was that. a hunt. Weird. Those are those are tough to grab. Like when I was pulling the Surfer collection together. Yeah. Those are hard, man. The red ones. I think the red ones, Ian. Those were exclusive to Archive Box. What was that? That's Do you right. Remember? Yeah, different power. Oh. Well, Rittenhouse started doing this thing in the last few years where it was diamond, ruby, sapphire. I think the ruby, the yeah, the ruby. I think in most, well, certainly for women of Marvel and Dangerous Divas too. It was the ruby was the archive box and it was fifty. Mine too. Number to fifty. Mine too. Yeah, yeah. Mine so too. I have a feeling that was kind of the thing for the archive boxes because um, you had a full set of ruby in there and you know crazy stuff. Have, watch me. Yeah, just nuts. Both of us have just nuts. lived in hope that they would they would. Um, yeah, they're tough because you have a diamond it. pool in there. I don't know if you know. I'm sure you do because you do. To me, yeah. So, I, this is my first foray into Rittenhouse, so. Oh, I'm oh, going to buy it right I'm now. I'm so sorry. You're going to love it, dude. So I hope I didn't ruin anything for you. But there is a possibility of getting a diamond insert card, which is out of 10. No, it's nice. It's it's it nice. It took me a long time to find. Oh, by the way, Ian, I'm going to do this on recording because I'm kind of like really surprised. I did a video on um, cards to get under $100, like five different types of cards what, to get under $100. I'm literally scrolling to buy it right now. Okay, thank you. And there's also a Marvel 75th anniversary. He's put the price up by $10 since I last looked. Okay, $10. Really? Yeah, no, it's the so it's the Marvel 75th anniversary Diamond Parallel Black Cat 9 of 10. It's been sat on eBay for literally like over a year at 50 bucks. That's your fault. I'm going to say right, I'm mad at you. I'm just saying that's your fault. Well, listen, I've you. just been paying off £17,000 of credit card debt. Okay. So that's, I wouldn't go okay. In there. Oh, but, okay. Sure, sure. Pitch Black. Uh, but having uh, Pitch Black. Star pitch Trek. Black, I already owned. <laughs> and Star Trek I used <laughs> from the... Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so full. 
But um, I'm going to buy that right now because um, I am. The seller hasn't specified delivery options for the United Kingdom yet. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I'm going to just change my address to be my US address. Um, you carry on talking while I do that because yeah. I'm, no, beautiful. I, I'm going to the system. They're beautiful, man. They're really nice. So it's a di- it's a diamond insert, and um, it's out of ten. And you know, I mean, you know this more than you know. The hard numbered things out of ten now are gonna start getting stupid. Right. Um, but I was just telling. There was another card, Ian. I forgot about the diamond. Actually, um, oh, you have on. the Marvel seventy fifth anniversary insert for Black Cat, right? The one numbered out of seventy five. Yes. Okay. There's yes. another one on eBay for thirty bucks. It's no, it's got, beautiful. I've you got, got it? it? Okay. I, mean, got I don't it. need it. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Um, so, I, I feel bad because I did a video just recently and I, I was talking about a black cat and I'm like, oh God, I better tell Ian before uh, <laughs> someone's uh, like uh, also another black cat fan. But no, man, you're going to do that Rittenhouse stuff and the sketch cards, bro. The sketch cards are so good from those sets, man. I've seen some of them floating around. I'm real excited. Uh, I just hope I'll have better patience than I did on those 2018 boxes. (laughs) If you want a box that will a be an absolute joy to open and b, if you chose to, you could then kind of probably make your money back on it because you know, you might not, might not want to keep all the stuff you buy, get an archive box from almost any written house set because they usually have about 18 to 20 sketches in. Yep. Yep, that's the whole yep, that's the whole yep, joy yep. of them seriously mate um and yeah it's a blast it. bro um marvel 75th anniversary let me have a look because it was in another set wasn't it that one the 75th anniversary. yeah it was in dangerous oh, divas no i think so yes i'm just finding it now and i do own it and my serial i'm on my spreadsheet now no and you know the one i've been working on for months oh the beautiful one uh, my serial number is 50 out of 75 nice which is quite a nice serial number to have yeah so yeah so i'm having some of that thank you very much um but no i recently acquired this is a completely uh, tangential off topic but you've got me talking about black cat now so it's tough you'd have to listen um i've recently <laughs> acquired the uh, you know that comic images sticker uh, from the World of Spider-Man set. Yes. It's got yeah. that really short-lived Black Cat costume from about 87, I like that 88. One. I finally picked up one on ComC, so um, I, I now own that, um, which isn't her rookie card because it's a sticker. Whose dog's cool, that? Whose dog's that? That'd be mine. Oh, is that yours? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Remy and Wade, named after Aww. Gambit and Deadpool. Cool. Oh, that's cool. That's no one, really cool. No, one, no one's into his gambit, so uh, I like gambit. I've always you liked like gambit. gambit. Yeah, gambit's yeah. cool. Gambit's yeah, cool. I'm wow. I'm buying this card. I uh, I commissioned Ray Racho to draw the heads of my dogs on the bodies of Gambit and Deadpool. <gasps> Has he done it? You yeah. got to share that. He, with he, us. He's done it. I, I, I'll I'll pull it up on my phone and then I can send it to you guys in a message yeah, for the tasting notes. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really cool, man. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That is awesome. I, in my head. It's it's going to look quite weird. Does it look less weird than it sounds when you describe it? It looks perfect. Uh, dog heads on a human it body. It looks perfect. I love that. That's the best <laughs> response. It looks perfect. Yeah. I can tell you absolutely hit the nail on the head then with your... <gasps> oh, oh that's God. hilarious. Full body. That's funny. That's absolutely hilarious. Wonderful. Right. People Dude, are going to dig that. That's great. People are going to absolutely dig that. That's just great. I love it. I absolutely love it. 
I love stuff like that when people do like really um kind of niche AP stuff. It's really cool. Um, did we answer his question? What was the question again? Uh, pricing out normal Joes from the hobby. Yeah, we went on a tangent then, didn't we? It was a non-answer uh, answer. It was, it was a, a non-answer answer. answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> and 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 then he's gone on to say, and buying a set after everyone else has opened it isn't as fun. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Well, if you got it on ComC for thirty cents a card, that's pretty fun. Yeah, I have a lot of fun doing that. I have an enormous amount of fun doing that. Um, okay, so now this is a big, big question. Okay, it's more of a train of thought. Um, <clears throat> so settle, settle in. I might prompt you halfway through to check you haven't you haven't drifted off. Um, Alex Shields. <laughs> Alex Shields. By the way, can I just give a shout out to Alex Shields? He PCs sketch cards with beards. Yes. No, he does Characters not. Characters with yes. beards. He does. And I absolutely love it. And I'd love him to come on the show and talk about it because I love Yo, shit like mad that. Mad respect. I oh. love that so much. Yeah, no, he's, he's posted about it a couple of times and he posts like new stuff that he's got. And yeah, <laughs> beard games. That. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I absolutely love it. It's almost as much fun as Captain 69, but not quite because there'll only be ever <laughs> one of Bobby. those. Um, but so Alex Shields, uh, well, I can start off Good, I hope so. Um, I didn't watch the podcast, but I will. Well, it's mainly audio, but that's okay. Uh, mine will be more of a statement, but I'll ask a question at the end. I'm new to the group, as you know, but my collecting background is extensive. I owned a shop for several years as well. Cool. I primarily, primarily always collected sports. From a collecting standpoint, I have an extensive amount of knowledge on vintage cards, from grading to fakes to value to scarcity, etc. Almost any card produced during 1885 to the 1950s. Wow. Were they really making cards in 1885? 1885. What, what was the year? 1885. To Maybe tobacco? Probably baseball, baseball, baseball cards. Yeah, they've been tobacco related. Yeah, because that's where a lot of them started. Maybe so. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Um, I changed to strictly non-sports about two years ago. Good man. Join us. Uh, the sports world, in my opinion, became about money. I like money. But I found myself going from something I originally loved to something that was a job, basically. Yeah, true that. Um, that prompted to change in my focus. I simply got tired of chasing the next big card. I've sent thousands to PSA and BGS where I could pin a grade down by sight and feel about 90% of the time. The more and more I became involved, I saw many flaws in the grading process. I became connected with mass submitters that walked cards in thousand plus at a time. I could go on, but if my, my concerns with I could go on and on of my concerns with grading. I obviously preferred PSA for vintage and BGS for modern, but when the majority and values started to turn, I really lost interest. The non-sport world, in my opinion at the time, had very little focus on grading, as, as we, we've talked about numerous times. Mm -hmm. It's picked up since then. I think as a whole, but the, it's not the general present preference of non-sports collectors. I think that's starting to change. Um, again, um, I'll, I'll check the podcast out. And here are my questions. So here we go. We're there. I obviously see the value in PSA 10 90s graded cards, Marvel cards specifically. They are harder to find, but I associate it just to like to baseball junk era of the 90s. How do you see modern mar grading for modern Marvel playing out as you? Sorry, his, 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 his sentence structure goes off a bit. Um, how do 
C grading for modern Marvel playing out as do you think there is an equivalent current interest? If not, will there ever be? And if you think modern currently has a lot of interest, do you see it expanded to what we see in other genres, genres as we do now? That's a great question. It is a great question. Really several great parts question. To it. There's several parts to it. Well, uh, the essential idea there is that, yeah, so the first one is this, right? He, he agrees that he sees the value in grading Marvel 90s cards, but, but associates with sports junk wax. Sports junk, um, yeah. Which, my opinion, I guess, in a, in a yeah. point of view, I guess that's due to the number of cards out there and their throwaway nature. I mean, for me, one, I don't believe that. I don't, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me over and over again that there were tons of Marvel 90s cards produced and they aren't in excess and blah, 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 blah. I know that. I've been here. I know there were 25 cents. I know when you go to a sports card store, they're the things holding up the desk underneath one of the foots of the chair. Like, Seriously? I totally get that wow. 100% and really much thrown away. But that's kind of my bigger point. The fact that no one gave a hoot about any of those cards leads me to believe that there are not many in good condition mm. and that's kind of where i'm at with like grading marvel 90s cards i think yes there's tons of them but i don't think there's tons of them in great condition i can be honest if i can be honest yeah not in so, the condition to get like nines and tens i guess so and to piggyback on that you know parallel uh um much higher concentration of modern Marvel collectors, like a much higher percentage of modern Marvel collectors are adults. Then, then the percentage of, you know, nineties Marvel card collectors at that time. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that says two things. One, upper deck and other card companies have priced out children. Yep. They price children out of the hobby. And two, when we were children, for the most part, we didn't take that great care of our stuff. No. And and that's why to, to you know to Noren's point, there's less of those better condition cards out there. Whereas since you know the the um, the torch holders today, as we call ourselves, you know, we're taking much be better care of these cards from the time they get into our hands. Yeah. Yeah, and so so I think there's naturally going to be less of a demand for for grading modern Marvel cards because there's this level of awareness that you know yeah you know for the most part we all know we take care of our stuff. Yeah, and I think modern Marvel cards too. The the key thing about modern Marvel cards is that most of them are hard numbered in some sense. Not all, mm -hmm. but a lot of them are hard numbered. And when you have hard numbered cards, right now Marvel collectors don't do this because it's more of a sports card. Look, the truth is this. Sports card sports card hobbyists, Pokemon hobbyists, NTG hobbyists, all these people, they grade their cards. They don't think about it. You know what I mean? If they're a collector and they're looking to keep their cards nice, they don't just keep them sealed in hard cases. Maybe a lot of them are doing that now because the prices have gone a little crazy. But but you know, pre this boom, there were they just sent them to get graded. You have sports cards that are numbered to 500, 800, 999 that are graded. And the truth is, a lot of modern Marvel cards don't come out of the pack in great shape. If I can be honest, no, they really the don't. Premium thick sets. Especially the there's edge whiting on there. There's there's hit on corners. Yep. We've seen some pretty horrific. 
I've seen cards come out of those boxes in not great shape. So, you know, again, the whole grading nature of this whole hobby is two things, right? And they're hand in hand. They're either A, I want to keep my collection nice and I'm an OCD kind of grader and I want to, not not to use that sparingly, but like I'm a type of grader who wants to have my cards in the nicest condition possible and they trust a particular grading grading company and they do that. The other one is flippers. I, I think flipping Marvel cards is going to be really hard for people and I think people are making a lot of mistakes on how they're doing it now and I think in only I think in 10 years or maybe less when people actually when this audience and this hobby actually grows people then could do something where they can have a card get it graded and make a little money off it for their hobby that that will be more possible but right now the the education level of this hobby has to grow so much more because people just don't know what they're looking at you know because it is a small hobby right now and it's very it's fresh for a lot of people who are coming in yeah absolutely do you um here's here's a question i'm I'm gonna throw in another question here my understanding is that um apart from the very very most expensive tiers psa and, and and the like are kind of not accepting kind of bulk you know submission thing am i right they kind of all got all, got all backed up well it's it's the they don't have a bulk price anymore and when you set each card's like 200 300 to send in right now yeah but what i'm saying is you could send like a load in previously you know i mean we, yeah for like 25 dollars a card or something yeah yeah, yeah. exactly i don't so remember that's, that's the numbers but um no but, they closed that down right now yeah but that's because they they've, they've got loads there and the wait time on them is going to be quite extensive so yes. are we going to see a sudden, like when they get through that backlog, are we going to see a bit of a market flood? So this is what I know, and I'll be quick because I've been talking way too much this episode. But from from what I've heard from like Graded Gamer and some of the other people who have, you know, really had their eye on the grading world way before I even had my eye on the grading world, a lot of the cards have already come back. You know what I mean? They're going through it. I think by the time we hit October, maybe November, a lot of them will be in in terms of the bulk ones. But I got to be honest, this is how I think of it. And this is not me creating influx in the market or my belief that they're rare. That's not my opinion. I'm just saying what I'm assuming is happening here. I think a lot of the people who did the bulk thing right before the boom for Marvel cards were new to grading and the reason i say that is because if you look at the pop reports for a lot of the marvel sets a lot of grades came back as sevens and eights and sixes and the truth is anybody who knows how to grade because it costs them money they don't send in they wouldn't even submit anything under a, a, a possible eight like eight is like getting the f in like the test you know what i mean like if you get a nine you kind of like semi-pass you're like okay that's pretty good and a 10 is the a plus you know well, what I one's mean? past it's past merit distinction isn't it <laughs> it's, exactly it's kind of a, you know, exactly it like it's that. that kind of weird I, you stuff know, and i'm more than happy with a pass or a merit you know it doesn't have to be a 10 for me no it doesn't no 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 I'm, yeah. I'm saying again this is not my perspective this yeah. is the perspective of people who like grading cards and understand their their it's money that they're putting on top of already purchasing a card if that makes sense that's right so w- would a seven be like spelling your own name wrong on the test <laughs> i don't think i think the problem is that when you're spending 
and this has happened to people and this is kind of this is this I, I don't mean to make fun of anybody but and people have said this right they get a card and they're like ah oh, that's an easy 10 that came out of the pack I know what I'm doing. I'm going to spend $50 on this card to get it express or $200 to get it express. I'm going to flip my money. What up? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the Yahoo gets his card back and that card's a six or a seven. And they're like, what happened? How did this happen? And please, you're kind of like, come on, that man. Please, can you give me a name of that first character and promise me that that character will turn to the podcast? Rudy. 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 Lovely. Okay, good. We're going to bring Rudy back in there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I flush him out as a character next time he comes on the show. Um, but yeah, that's Sorry. that's what I mean by that. You know, I personally I like him slabbed. You know what I mean? I enjoy the cards and stuff like that. Like I was able to get a bunch of surfers at a high grade before the boom. Just stupid dumb luck. People were listing them. I told no, I told Ian about this. He was laughing. I was like 50, 70 bucks, and he was like, "Damn, why are they all just popping up?" And it was just because someone had like just started letting them go and then suddenly yeah. the boom happened and then all of them went off the rails and you know they'll all come down you know the the, the game is patience people like if you're looking to buy these things it's just patience man it's patience and, and you know checking your blue dots <laughs> yeah and i think i think listen i think the equivalent of a six would be actually ripping up the exam paper pouring gasoline all over the table and yourself and then setting fire to the entire exam facility so you know in children some yelling in some running out of the halls yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um so um all right and you know it was such a long question what was the second part of it uh and if you think modern Marvel has currently has a lot of interest, do you see it expanding to what we see in other genres as we do now? Um, I don't know. Is the honest answer to that question? Um, does he mean other genres and non-sports? So if Marvel's seeing an uptick, do we think that'll spread to other? I mean, this is this is an interesting point. Do people grade Star Wars? I mean, I know Star Wars vintage, as in 1977, you know, tops, red, blue, and all that. Um, uh, I, you know, I've seen those being graded because um, genuinely they are quite tough to find in decent condition, I believe. Um, but does modern Star Wars get graded, Noren? Have you seen? So I've, I've seen it happen, um, you know, for Masterworks. I see it happen a little bit more because those cards are condition sensitive. Yeah. Um, because they're thicker um but like other cards like hollow holocron or i think it's called um that's kind of the marvel annual level yeah. yeah or like the tv show ones like mandalorian rise of skywalker movie set like those i don't think people particularly go out of their way to grade um but there are people who grade modern Star Wars. But here's the thing about Star Wars, which is super different from Marvel in my understanding, not that I'm an expert at all. Um, the vintage Star Wars stuff has such a legacy yes. being graded. Like it has a huge legacy. So I think when people go into modern Star Wars, they're kind of st purposely staying away from spending that kind of money on graded star wars vintage cards or they've dabbled and the modern stuff's just to have a little bit of fun you know what i mean by that like marvel marvel cards don't have that lineage or that that history of like oh the vintage marvel cards are all graded in tens right and they're impossible to get blah 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 we're so new that that hasn't really happened mm. yet for a lot of collectors so it's kind of a strange 
we're in a strange spot like Pokemon first edition shadowless cards. All those suckers are graded. You know, what yeah. I mean, you get you don't get one of those cards without getting a graded. It's common practice. So I think Marvel's just trying to figure out where it's footiness as opposed to some of the other. But I think that's the thing with Star Wars. I think it's just there's very much already um, a history with vintage Star Wars being mm-hmm. graded. Mm-hmm. For my so, understanding. So do you guys see an avenue where Marvel passes Pokemon? I do. Personally. I can't not because I'm absolutely zero familiarity or interest with Pokemon. Well, I'm not interested either, but I, I, you know, I know enough to know that in the non-sports, it's the most popular right now. Well, see, like the thing is, here's the weird thing that I keep getting caught up on. Maybe you guys can help me out on this. Non-sport and TCG are two different things, right? Yeah. Right, because like I, th- when I think Pokemon, I don't think non-sport. I think trading card game i think tcg you know what i mean because i feel like pokemon are more paired with magic the gathering than pokemon is paired with non-sports like for non-sports the big two titles i always see as like the titles is marvel and star wars Mm -hmm. that's what i see when i see non-sports I don't I can't remember the last time I've even heard of people playing Pokemon, though. So I think that even though it is, you know, the cards are designed as a game, I I, I think that they've become more of a collectible in terms of foothold. And and people still people still play magic like, yeah, people still play magic. Like, like there's, you know, a hobby shop in town and that's all they do. Yeah, that's all they do. Like every, you know, five nights a week. Um. And, and I think the problem is, that, you know, we talk about, you know, how the pandemic has helped the hobby and how if the pandemic kind of, you know, took a relapse, we'll say that it would help the hobby, you know, again, similarly. But the rising tide raises all ships. So yeah, th- that, sure. that, yeah. that that doesn't help us, you know, gain any ground on, on the other, you know, uh, parts of the, the non-sport industry. And so, I, I you know. Hopefully, you know, I'd like to think, obviously, as a collector, that Upper Deck has it in their heads, you know, that their strategic initiative is to to win non-sports with Marvel. I know, you know, that, that, that sports are their bread and butter, but that doesn't mean that they have to sacrifice sports to win non-sports. Mm. That's always yeah, been my belief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Marvel's just, I don't know. The more and more people who I've seen come into this hobby and ask me questions, the more and more people are just like, man, I've always liked this. And I can't believe I didn't realize this was still going on. And this could have been a thing I could have been excited about instead of getting priced out in sports or priced out in Pokemon. Like I know a lot of people who are just like bouncing from Pokemon, elusive collectibles. Like, um, you know, there's a lot of people on social media who are like, Pokemon was really fun for a while, but, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was even a huge uh, scandal in Pokemon recently about, you know, the hoarding of Charizards and people not really understanding how many there were. And, really? yeah, like there was a small group of people who were very much controlling the market, um, like it does at every hobby. Yeah. We all know the truth. But, you know, apparently in Pokemon, it got so severe that people kind of got disgusted by that and started selling off things. So I know that's happened recently. But, um but yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I I do see Pokemon definitely as like, you know, a pillar of what non-sports can be in terms of price point stuff for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that one for sure. I see that. Yeah. Very interesting. We've got a couple more really good ones that um, take us off in a different direction. Ooh. Ooh. 
with all the recent set releases in 20 and 21, do you think UD is flooding the market with products? Should they spread out the release more and focus on quality control issues and or set designs? It seems as if collectors aren't even getting a chance to catch a breath between releases. What do you think, Billy, as a collector? Are you going for the modern stuff? That's that's a fair point. Um, you know, from what you guys have talked about, you know, on, on the podcast, that Upper Deck does listen. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna learn from the experience of uh, X Men Metal Universe. There are a lot of you know different issues with quality control, and people feel that it was rushed. Some people, you know, despite them saying it, it wasn't gonna be original art. Some people took issue with the fact that it was original art, and that you know there's some characters <laughs> blindfold uh, that it was the third time that art was used, um, and that's that's not what we're here for. And uh, hopefully that the, you know, they're, they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're taking their time with, with releases means that they're, they're putting a better, more emphasis on quality and production and availability. Um, you know, do I think that, that they're, they're, they're getting ahead of themselves? You know, they, I, I I I do. I think they see the market and they're trying to juice it for everything it's worth. They're trying to you know make more money now instead of, you know, a little bit less money over a longer period of time, if that makes sense. Because like look, you know, the Marvel characters have been around for seventy-five plus years. The Marvel movies have been around for, you know, 30 years now, but the MCU specifically, you know, like what, uh, 12 15, years now. 12, 12 years, yeah. 2008. 12, so 13, 13. Yep. um, it's not going anywhere. And, and, and as long as they continue to produce quality content, the, you know, the appetite is there for the consumer. Yeah. So, so in my opinion, as long as there's not a, there's not a cost of, of quality and availability, you know, I'm happy with as many Marvel sets as they can put out. And just the, you know, the only thing about giving a little bit of information about releases so that it gives us the option to choose mm. and not overextend ourselves, not get in, not, not get knuckle deep into Marvel ages and, and realize, man, I, I would have liked to have gotten into X-Men Metal had I known a little bit sooner. I would have, you know, saved my eggs and maybe even put more eggs in the X-Men Metal basket. Instead, now I'm I'm disheartened and deterred from venturing into X Men Metal at all because of my experience with Ages, you know, and and, and that's just a for example, you know, using mm-hmm. recent mm-hmm. recent sets, but but that that mechanism could be taking place among lots of collectors who who you know, you know, obviously we we see the the figures. There's clearly some people out there that have disposable income in excess, <laughs> and then some, yeah, um, but. The majority, we, the majority, are not in that category. Yeah. Despite my frivolous, yeah. what my frivolous spending might indicate, you know, like that's that's not, you know, I, I'm hurting, but but I, but it's for for a passion, you know, like you're talking about credit card debt, you know, like it's a serious thing, you know, and and you know, we're not here to teach each other how to be adults, but but we love this, and that's why we do it, you know, like nobody's getting hurt. Right. And, 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 and we're part of this community where we have an opportunity to, to be good to others. So, so I'm, I say all for it. 
you know, as long as you can still provide for your families, you know, like spend whatever amount of money, you know, like, I, I, like we can't take it with us when we go and nobody's getting out of this thing alive. So <laughs> well, well, what's the, what's the point of, you know, yeah. dying with a million dollars versus dying with a million dollars versus debt? Yeah. No, and I think I think a lot of it and I love love all that, by the way, um, that was all great. I agree with you, like. I always and we've had Upper Deck come to the group and meet with us and talk to us. And Ian and I have definitely told him already. We're like, if you don't give people a heads up on what that calendar looks like, people will actually spend more on product because they'll understand where they want to spend. You know what I mean? They can make plans. You know what I mean? They can say, hey, I'm going to buy a case of this. Let me save up X plus dollars to kind of get to this product. So when it first goes out for pre-order. I'm in. You know what I mean? Because I have felt that frustration of like, oh, this set looks really cool. I'll dabble. And then I dabble in that set. And then I realize that different sets coming out that features characters that I would like more. And I'm like, ah, man, what the hell was I doing over here mm-hmm. when I could have been over here? You know what I mean? And then the people who are like on metal didn't realize about ages that maybe they like ages over metal. And they're like, oh, why did I spend my time over here when I could have spent my time over here? Yep. You know, and I think it also creates a kind of like it's weird when you get into a hobby and i don't know if we've ever talked about this but there is a sense of trust that occurs there between you and your collectibles you know what i mean not the ones you have in your home but the people who supply those collectibles you know what i mean like there is very much a trust that goes on between all of us marvel collectors with upper deck we're like look we'll be here you know what i mean yeah we went into metal and, you know, we kind of got screwed over on quality control a bit. You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll trust you. We'll give you – we'll give it a shot. You know, the next set that comes out, these issues cannot happen here because I can't be fully invested into this if I'm going to get shat on over here. You know what I mean? And, and there is a level of like back and forth that happens that I think is all, all, um, extremely important like you were saying. But, yeah, I do, I do think that's issue. I hope those quality control issues from what we've spoken to them, they were very upset just in case people don't know and weren't in the group. Upper Deck was really pissed off about what happened to Metal. Um, most of those were the effects of COVID and changing a printing house type of thing situation that they unfortunately had to make that decision because of COVID. So do I see those things coming up in the future? I don't think we'll ever see that. Hopefully not see them come up at to that level of degree again. Um, but I, I do know that there was visible it was visibly obvious that they realized there was a huge mistake and they were making real decisions to change it like you you could tell like it wasn't and they they even mentioned it it wasn't like an answer no answer type of thing it was like literally like no this was wrong this should not be like this this is not what we consider a pmg blah 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 and so forth so there was a real discussion there good All right because i missed half of that um focus group thing so i'm glad that uh, that was discussed um, um yeah i jumped in late and i was in my garden and you remember the cat kept jumping on me while I was... Yeah, I remember, I remember, yeah, so I remember. so Priscilla, Priscilla the cat uh, was Priscilla. actually on that call more than I was. <laughs> she was just hogging the camera. Uh, bless her. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, in terms of flooding the market, I think the problem is with that, it's like, it's like buses that get delayed in traffic. You know, you wait half an hour and then they all turn up at once. 
because you know mm. they got caught in the traffic. So I think I think there's been element of that. Um, I think that definitely happened last <laughs> autumn with masterpieces and then annual and then anime dropping almost yeah. in like the same six week window on physical release. Um, that being said, I think when you talk about UD flooding the market with products, they are very different from one another. I don't think I've ever seen two subsequent releases that are the same. So I think if you are trying to go after everything, you are going to, you are going to find that problem, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's, <laughs> whether it's Marvel, you know, you are going to find yourself going a bit nuts. Uh, whereas if you're only going for premiere, for example, you know, you're going to be two years between sets unless of course they change that up. Um, and you know, masterpieces and things like that. So, um, but but yeah, I mean Marvel Annual will obviously be every year. So for me, that's my next thing this year. Oh, that's right. That's right. It, it's annual. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. Annual. Closing that's the nice, title, man. Closing the title. Um, we there there were one or two questions left, but I I don't think we're going to get to them today. Partly because um I I kind of need to start circling into land because I've got to go and cook dinner for my fam. <laughs> as you do, um, and also because it's always good to leave people wanting more and you never know we can talk about some some of these are almost episodes in their own right so that's exciting yeah um i love these q a episodes um and i'm just going to say openly to people you don't have to wait until we post something on group um to um to say submit questions you can send us questions anytime you want you can drop us an email you can drop us a comment you can even and i don't really tell people this anymore because because people stop doing it but for those who don't know you can send us voicemails in every single uh, podcast post every week there's a link and you can you can just go on there and it's like it's like leaving someone a, do you remember in the days of answer phones do you remember those well, you where could do were the those message on the tape you know you can do the little message i saying, think you oh, lost yeah. you're talking about crazy stuff i'm Are talking about crazy stuff messages you're such a, you're such a millennial <laughs> stop it um <laughs> You're one of those households that probably doesn't have a a, a, a CD player. A CDs are even. Uh, yeah, exactly. See, this is this is the shitty pulls from me. Right. CD. So CD. That's some yes. weird stuff. Yes, it stands for common denominator. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. And you know what I love about that? It makes you guys part of the podcast even more. Oh, I love putting people on the podcast. Be on I mean, speaking you know, speaking of, Watch Me Open has been the best guest ever. By the way, you. thank you we so much, man. Oh. This has been a, doing a Q and A with you was awesome. By the way, this has to happen again, man. Yeah, it's mean, a regular thing. The time flew by. I'm looking at the the call timer, and it, I can't even believe how much time we spent just yucking it up. I know. Oh I man, know. Yuck, I love yucking it. it up. I love, I love, I love you, Americans, <laughs> so much. Most of you, some of you I can't stand, but most of you are cool. Um, what was I, I was going to say something. Oh yes, I was going to end the episode with a, with a nice bit of feedback from someone, um, and then we will, we will, we will all go home, um, even though we are in our own houses as we speak. I'll stop talking. Right. Um, so Heath Stevens. Heath Stevens. Um, which is uh, a lovely name. Heath Stevens says, um, thanks to you and Norin Rad for all of the amazing podcast content. Bill Simmons, Malcolm Gladwell, nah, I've pushed all my normal listening aside for the two of you. It's been a blast. Ah, oh, Heath is so sweet. Isn't that nice? That's nice. Heath, that nice. The, the check will be in the mail. We didn't know who to make it out to, so hopefully the blank is okay. Uh, please don't cash it before Thursday, if that's all right. Thanks. Thank you, Heath. <laughs> um, Billy, you've been gorgeous. Um, watch me open. Um, wh- where can people find you, uh, Billy? Where should they go? 
Watch Me Open on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Every Wednesdays live on Facebook and YouTube uh, at 6.30 Eastern. I open a different box of something. Marvelous. We will pop all the links on the tasting notes. We will tag it up. Are you on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. I'm... We'll tag you everywhere, but Twitter, because you're not on Twitter. Um, and you and yeah. me, right here, non-Twitter users. You not, fu- not yet fully integrated. You know what? Brad says I, I, I got to get on TikTok. That's I'll, I'll, Yes, apparently TikTok is all the rage with the youth of today. Um, I'll, I'll be your Twitter avatar. I'll do Twitter so that you two don't have to. How's that? Beautiful. Can, we love can, it. Can you just say that, that name of the material that clear cards are made on? Um, acetate? Acetate? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm genuinely disturbed right now um, and yet mildly aroused at the same time um, <laughs> thank you Billy it's as good a time as any to end it you know how we sign off you've just finished listening to the best Marvel card podcast now go enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one make mine marvel and enjoy collecting i didn't even get to hear your old man voice today well, bad voice today. I can do it. I can do it. But no. oh, this man. is what you get. This is this is this is the the, the, you know the five fan. star treatment. You, you know I'm a legit fan with the callbacks to your to your characters. Yes, I'm. And then I've, and then I've got this guy. So I, my my daughter, she loves she loves Aladdin, right? And she 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 pretends to be Princess Jasmine. I can't do Aladdin's voice, so I do this, and I say this is my Aladdin voice. Don't add anything like Aladdin, but you know she don't know that. She's only five. Well, she's six now, but anyway, she still don't know that because she's only little. But this is Aladdin talking. So you're listening to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast in it. Yeah, oh you know, God. I'm actually I'm quite good at after the credits. <laughs> I'm putting that after the credits. We were still <laughs> recording. I'm 1000% putting that after the credits.